Support for X-Ray FM comes from Bridge City Cleaning Service. It's December, which means the days are going dark. But all around us, rooftops and Christmas trees are glowing brightly. It is time for Everything is Interesting. We have Kira and Kira in studio. And by the way, Social Study 2 is coming up. If you want to participate in shaping the show, email morning at xray.fm to RSVP. We'd love to have you play with us, morning at xray.fm. And now it's time for Everything is Interesting. Welcome, Kira and Kira. Hey. So it's getting dark, as you mentioned. So that got us thinking, wouldn't it be nice if we could start glowing? Uh, Okay, well, we can't. Although we've made glowing pigs, so maybe humans aren't that far off. But that's another story. (laughs) So we started thinking about how nature glows and why. And I'm sure you're familiar with fireflies, right? But did you ever stop to think that it's actually kind of weird that there's an insect with a flashlight inside of it? Which which animals light up and where do you find them? I I do know of fireflies. Uh, There are other I didn't know of other animals that light up too. Maybe I knew about fish. There might have been some fish. Yeah, there's a lot of fish that light up because it's dark down there. Yeah, yeah. We we realized actually in our research that there are a lot of different animals that glow, and the light that is produced by living things it's called bioluminescence. And although some bioluminescence creatures live on land, like the firefly, the vast majority of them, good job Jefferson, live in the ocean. And that's because the ocean is a much darker place to live on than the land. And as we'll see in a minute, making your own light has all kind of advantages when you live in the dark. Uh, There's lots of other bioluminescent organisms. There's uh, ocean-dwelling bacteria. There's beetles. A lot of species of squid. Lots of fish. Again, good job, Jefferson. Um, Insect larvae, shrimp. And even mushrooms. Uh, My favorite bioluminescent organism is responsible for making the ocean look like magic. So if you're walking down the shoreline at night and you notice that the waves are alive with these flecks of blue-green light, you're not in a dream state. I mean, you might be, but you're probably not. That's millions of bioluminescent dinoflagellates. What? Yeah, you heard me. Okay. Not, not, not <laughs> Dinosaur farts. That's not, right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> dinoflagellates are these uh, one-celled water-inhabiting... Oh, no. This is what happens when you do a radio show with boys. <laughs> <laughs> so there are these one-celled organisms that live in the ocean, and they don't really fit into the category of animals or plants or bacteria. They're sort of their own thing. Um, they create their own food from sunlight because they have chloroplasts, which are uh, what plants have to do uh, photosynthesis. But they can also gain energy from digesting food, just like we do. And in case their beauty and talent isn't enough to sway you, they also provide the world with the vast majority of its breathable oxygen. No big deal, right? So if a tiny glowing creature that gives you air to breathe isn't proof of magic in the world, I don't know what is. So why do animals need to glow? Is it messages? Is it just because otherwise it's too dark? Uh, you know, is it depression? What, <laughs> how come? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, Noriko Ott brings his own light everywhere he That's goes. That's true. Yeah. Shining bright light. You just Soul cover yourself in those LED lights. You've accomplished <laughs> a goal that I've had for my whole life. All I've ever wanted to do is to bioluminesce, you guys. Dino flagellescence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you've already gotten that. So, well, okay. So back to the purpose of bioluminescence. It actually has many. 
Uh, one is finding food. So some creatures can use, and we're kind of going back to the deep sea here, like they can use these glowing lure-like appendages or uh, flash, or they can flash to light up areas to help them better see their prey. Flashes of light in the deep ocean can also be used to fool larger animals into kind of getting closer, which gives the predator an opportunity to take a nice little bite. The uh, most famous is probably the anglerfish. Everybody's seen that guy. He's really ugly, and he's got this kind of fishing lure light coming off the top I've of his head him. from mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. Dark You've alley. seen him. Yeah, maybe not seen him in person because they would <laughs> die up here. But uh, So anyways, it has this lamp on the top of its head, and it sort of acts like this glowing fishing lure. Pretty cool. Looks like a hiker. Like One of those hiker? things on his head. <laughs> little guy from REI. Is Sorry. that why people wear those? <laughs> I, I never know. understood. A little doingy thing. Hmm. Uh, there's the dragonfish, which is also a resident of the deep sea, and it emits a red light, which uh, most bottom-dwelling fish can't see red light, but the dragonfish can, which means that it has this huge advantage when hunting. It's like having a flashlight that only you can see. Another reason to light up is to attract a mate, one of the great purposes in life, right? Should have known. The, uh, the deep ocean, as we've said, is incredibly dark, <laughs> And also, life there is incredibly scarce. I just had a great image of Jefferson going into a nightclub with an LED light on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> married. Just being like, hey. Married. Enrico, is that, why you have a, uh, is that why you have all your bioluminescence is mostly uh, for... Yes. It's, uh, yeah, it's nature bling. It's, uh, nature bling. <laughs> nature bling. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Just uh, carry a big-ass flashlight the yeah. next time you go to the, the club. Yeah. Well, imagine the club is really dark, and there's you and maybe one other like lady or man and you over have a Coleman lantern, and the only thing you've got is that light to see each other with. Yeah, I, I mean, then the light's actually quite useful, right? Because yeah. otherwise, what are you going to do? You're the Paul Revere of uh, tr- of dating. <laughs> <laughs> the British are coming. I don't know. I'm moving on from that. Except nobody answers your call. Oh. <laughs> well, it, it kind of in the deep sea, it kind of works in both ways. So you've got some animals that have this adaptation to help them f- uh, sort of. They look like they have light up peacock feathers, right? Um, so they just want to look beautiful. But then in the really deep, dark ocean, sometimes life is so widely dispersed that if you just relied on chance, you might never run into another member of your own species. So you have to have that light to be like, hi, I'm here. I need a boyfriend. I, oh. too, have a Coleman lantern. We are Coleman lanterns together. <laughs> I understand. You guys are well prepared. Uh, and yet another important use of bioluminescence is self-protection. So creatures can use flashes of light to ward off potential predators. So it can be like a distraction. Some animals even use it as a mean of camouflaging themselves to the brighter layers of the water above them. So there's a fish called the hatchet fish, and it uses something called counter-illumination to hide. So they've adapted this special light-up organ on the bottom of their bodies, and it can adjust to the brightness of the sunlight coming in from above. So this helps them blend in with the dappled light of their environment, and predators have a tough time figuring out what's the natural pattern on the waves and what's a delicious fish snack. Opposite to other cephalopods that, as you probably already know, release these dark clouds of ink when threatened. You guys know there what a cephalopod is, of it's, course. It's right? like sure. squid. Yeah, Absolutely. You know. <laughs> yes. Right, by now, third Please. grade Jefferson, third grade Jefferson, come on out. You know this. Well, anyway, so there's this particular squid called the vampire squid, and it squirts out, instead of a cloud of dark, a cloud of light in order to confuse its possible predators. This cloud is actually a thick discharge of bioluminescent mucus. Isn't that yes. wonderful? <laughs> uh, and actually, if you're so far intrigued about bioluminescence, you should really Google the vampire squid. It's it the kind coolest. of oh, it does everything. It has these tiny light organs called photophores that are covering the outside of its body, allowing it to glow. Like the anglerfish, it also has bioluminescent appendages, like little lures. 
And it can also do this crazy thing where it turns its outer layer or cloak inside out, which exposes two specialized giant photophores that glow like two giant eyes. Don't take my word for it. Even Sir David Attenborough thinks this squid is real special. The weirdest in this world of the strange. Vampirotuthis, the vampire squid from hell. No, he makes everything <laughs> sound so good. X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to know what's what, happening? What is happening inside the animal? I, so it, I don't think it's little tiny Coleman lanterns, uh, but I have been known to be wrong. It's tiny Coleman lanterns. Really? Yeah. You did it. No. Right. It's, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a Corporate sponsor. Does it have a logo? <laughs> no, they want to send me things. I'm happy to take it, though. Um, so bioluminescent light is produced by a chemical reaction that happens within a creature's body. So the key component for this reaction is a substance called luciferin. Which, it looks like the devil. Yes, it is actually named after Lucifer, which, I, I mean, I'm not going to hmm. get into religion. But the name Lucifer means light bringer. Yeah. So. Comic books. Uh, luciferin <laughs> is a molecule that, when it reacts with oxygen, it produces photons of light. So there are many different kinds of luciferin produced by various creatures. All right. So let's, uh, to see or at least imagine this in action, uh, picture a firefly. Okay. Now zoom into the firefly to the butt or more scientifically to a place on the firefly's butt called the light organ. Inside of this aptly named light organ is where luciferin is brought into contact with oxygen. And then the chemical reaction between the two is what ends up producing light. Also inside the light organ is a special enzyme called luciferase, which speeds up the reaction. Number one so double. they breathe into their butts? Is that I guess I right? <laughs> actually no. have this strange way of breathing where they sort of breathe through their entire body. Okay. Yeah, these tiny little... tubes called tracheals. It's very interesting. We'll mm. do a whole other show on that at some point. Um, also, Bungles. something cool about the firefly is that it can actually control when this chemical reaction happens. So it can control when it flashes and how fast by controlling when the oxygen is added into the luciferin luciferase soup. So here's an extra cool fact. Slight variations in the luciferin molecule can cause it pr to produce different wavelengths of light. So bioluminescence comes in different colors. In fact, there are species that create more than one type of luciferin. Uh, like the real roadworm, it has a light-up red head, and then its body glows green. So get some of those for Christmas. I've never seen them, but I really want to look them up now. Also, not all bioluminescent animals can produce light themselves as fireflies do. Some of them instead have adapted other really clever ways of sort of borrowing bioluminescence from other species. So the midshipman fish eats so many bioluminescent shrimp that it itself can then glow. It also hums really loudly, but that's also another story for another time. I read something recently that said if you're in Seattle and you hear this humming noise, it's probably the midshipman fish. So maybe oh. stick your head underwater and see if you can see it glowing. Um, the Hawaiian bobtail squid <laughs> feeds and houses <laughs> a glowing bacteria. <laughs> oh man, we need face recognition on this show. Uh, so the <laughs> it, it houses this glowing bacteria and the two species have this fascinating relationship. The bacteria, which doesn't illuminate until it's in high concentration, so it doesn't do it in the ocean, it only does it in the squid, um, is what gives the squid its nighttime glow. And every morning the squid expels most of its colony of the bacteria, which are then utilized by infant squid, which are just building up their light organs. And now the no longer glowing squid can sleep safely on the seabed through the day. And by nighttime, the remaining bacterial colony has sort of repopulated the squid to luminescent proportions. It also appears that the bacterial glow can also trigger genes within the squid that helps it set its own circadian rhythm. 
So glowing, glowing fireflies are hot to the touch. Can I? It's cold outside. Can I use them to like put it warm my pockets? <laughs> you can put fireflies in your pockets, but they're not going to keep you warm. And they also right. don't live on. They'll also be coast. mean. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> going to have to go really all the way to the East Coast to get them. Uh, bioluminescence is a cold light, which means that only about 20% of the energy created uh, through this luciferin reaction escapes as heat. Uh, if a firefly's light organ produced as much heat as a light bulb of that size, the firefly would burn up and die. So I thought I heard you say earlier that there were glowing mushrooms. Is that true? Do you have any mushrooms uh, you can see glowing? That may be one way to see them, but uh, you are correct. Glowing mushrooms are real. It is not super common, though. There's about 100,000 known species of fungi out there, and there are only 71 species that we know of that exhibit bioluminescence. However, that is 71 more than you knew about a minute ago, right? So, yes. <laughs> so research, uh, research from Dartmouth College and the Instituto de Química in Brazil shows that it, in at least one of these species, the glow is driven by the fungi's internal clock, which means that the fungi is tuned into circadian rhythms, which is like not a thing that we knew before this uh, research came out. The species in question is, uh, you know what? Give it a try. Come on. You want to try it, Justin? You want to read that? Yes. Uh, Neonothopanus gardeneri. <laughs> I, I quit. Jefferson has my job. And it's found in Brazilian coconut forests. By day, these mushrooms could maybe pass for chanterelles or something. They're kind of a dull, pale, tan color. But by night, the whole fruiting body emits this eerie green light. They grow in clumps at the base of palm trees. So you can kind of imagine how amazing that must look when you're walking through the rainforest in the pitch dark. Uh, researchers found that the glow apparently lures bugs to come on over and check out what's so bright. And the theory is that the bugs are then carriers for the mushroom spores, which otherwise have a hard time dispersing because it's this damp, windless forest. So, uh, Noriko, Jefferson, if you came across one of these strange glowing forest fungi, would you feel compelled to eat one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that we're bioengineering organisms to glow. Like uh, I think it's like soylent uh, organisms to glow. I don't think that's true. Can we use bioluminescence to our advantage somehow? There is some truth to that whole soylent idea. We'll get to that in a second. Um, use of bioluminescence is a trait that has probably taken thousands of years and generations for species to master. But recently, scientists have been experimenting with what happens if we artificially implant the genes that makes animals grow uh, glow. Into well, both into traditionally non-glowy species. I know your imagination immediately jumps to like mad Frankenstein scientists, but there are legitimate reasons for this genetic modification. And here is a really legit one: glowing proteins can be used as tiny genetic reporters. So imagine if you have a gene that you're studying. If you can add a sequence for one of these glowing proteins into that gene, then the protein that gene expresses will glow. And voila, now you have a very bright indication of where that protein that the gene makes has ended up in your body. An important distinction for us bioluminescent purists is that the glowing molecule that's used for reporting is usually the green, green, God, I can't talk today, the green fluorescent protein. And fluorescence is a light that's been absorbed and then emitted in a different wavelength. So it's like a glow-in-the-dark sticker. And that, that's different from light energy that's produced by a chemical reaction like bioluminescence. Other projected uses for bioluminescence include light-up trees that could replace street lights and crops that glow when, glow when they're low on nutrients or water. Although selling people on the idea of eating glow-in-the-dark corn might prove to be difficult. Unless you're a Noriko who would eat anything glowing. <laughs> I, I eat, you, I eat anything that not. glows. Unless it's just yeah. the mushrooms. Maybe you just want to eat all kinds all of mushrooms. mushrooms. All mushrooms. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
Well, it's good, and you don't have to do mushrooms to see the glowing mushrooms. And when I made the comic book reference earlier, it was not a reference to the Bible, but a reference to the comic book Lucifer, where they call him Lightbringer, to be very, very clear. I'm not calling the Bible a comic book. I want to say thanks to our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Mount Tabor Chiropractic. More at MountTaborChiropractic.com. And Hosley Eco Automotive. More at HosleyEcoAutomotive.com. Stay safe in the snow, and thank you, democracy.